You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it, and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook at MartinHouston35. On Twitter, we are live and local and ready to get things going right here on the Martin Houston Show. And want to invite you to be a part of the program. Got a lot of interaction for you today. Need you to make things go. Uh, that's 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. So give us a call, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline or if you tune in via Facebook, then you know the drill. Post your thoughts and your comments uh, right there. Before we get into the content of the program, reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great today, Martin. Having a a fine Monday. Absolutely. It's a fine Monday. You know why? Because we're talking real football. (laughs) It is finally here. We're not talking about it it almost being here or just about here. We have actual game footage to talk about. And that's what I want to invite our listeners uh, to do. We have, of course, uh, we'll announce our score prediction winner here in just a moment. Uh, from last week, and want to remind you that you can get in on the score prediction contest this week as well as we look to figure out what will the tie do against the Texas A&M Aggies. My favorite coach in the world, Jimbo Fisher, struggling offensively against the mighty, mighty Vanderbilt Commodores, uh, squeaking out a win there. We'll talk about that game, but you can get your score in. And we'll look at this week's uh, tiebreaker for the score prediction will be Jalen Waddle total yards. Jalen Waddle's total yards from scrimmage, kickoff, punt return, and receiving. Want to remind you that we have our good, bad, and ugly today. You can call in at any point throughout the show and give us your good. You're bad, you're ugly. doesn't have to be just one thing. It can be multiple things that you thought were good, multiple things that you thought were bad, multiple things you thought that were ugly. It's up to you, you, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be. You know, we're not looking 
before necessarily uh, to dog someone in the ugly segment or the bad segment. It may just be some area that you think uh, should have been better than it was, and it just wasn't up to par uh, on Saturday in the Alabama game. So you can give us a good, bad, and ugly. And even if you want to go outside of the Alabama game and throw in a good, bad, and ugly, you're welcome to do that as well. We'll also have our players of the game, offensive, defensive players of the game. So go ahead and make sure you get prepared uh, to post that on Facebook or call in and let us know you're good, bad, and ugly. We'll take a trip around the SEC, uh, looking at uh, a few of the games or previews coming up for this weekend, and we'll you know, give a few thoughts there, time permitting. Uh, but we'll talk about the SEC and what happened. What were the surprises of the weekend? Uh, I know that one's going to jump out at everyone, and uh, it'll be obvious uh, which game that was. But we need you to go ahead once again um, and, and get in on the calls, 205-342-9904. Before we get into that conversation I got to give a shout out to my boys over at the Ridge Northridge Jaguars moving to six and zero, uh, which I think is the first time in school history six and zero as they took down the mighty Gordo Green Wave two uh, A undefeated team. I think this is their first regular season loss in like two years, three years, something like that. Uh, they've gone the last two years, I think, undefeated in the regular season. So kudos to Northridge Jaguars and also sending a prayer up uh, for uh, the the quarterback. Young man uh, broke his collarbone on the last play of the game, had to have surgery from the last report. I heard uh, praying that he will be well and even be back uh, for this season, as I think they have without a doubt. Without a doubt, uh, I think they've already secured a chance, I mean, a playoff spot, and now they just need to, you know, get there uh, to give him a second hat, I mean, a second opportunity uh, to come back this season. But praying for him. Also, the AP polls are out, uh, Joe, and the Big Ten and the Pac 12, not where they were at the beginning, but, you know, in. The conversation. Uh, let's go through. Uh, let me see. Let's see where the top, the first Pac-12 team to break into the the top 25 is Oregon. They pop in at number 14. Uh, but then when we go from the top 10, we got Penn State at number 10. Texas falling to number nine from number eight the week before as they squeaked out a win against Texas Tech in overtime. Joe, you buying the Miami? You buying the Miami Hurricanes up from number twelve to number eight? Mm, I think that's probably about where they should be, eight to twelve. Yeah, I agree. But you think they're legit? I mean, because they seem to be no. offensively. They seem to be rolling. Um, yeah, playing in the ACC. Yeah, <laughs> they get, they, I'm pretty you know, sure they get Clemson this week or next. Do it now. I'm pretty sure they get Clemson this week or next. Yeah, and that's going to be the big test to figure out if they're legit. But uh, King is a legit quarterback. And, you know, in today's game, the college game has really changed, Joe. If you have a playmaker at that quarterback position uh, and and you have a a decent defense and a little bit of skill help out there, 
you can be a different. I mean, you can be a, a different type of team, uh, and we saw that, of course, in one of the SEC games on um, on Saturday. Auburn up from number eight to number seven. Ohio State breaking in the polls at number six. Notre Dame at number five. Georgia at number four. Uh, not sure about that uh, from what I saw. Uh, you have any concerns about the Georgia Bulldogs sitting at, at number four right now based on what you saw Saturday? I mean, the polls will all work out, work themselves out. Georgia looked very uh, anemic offensively on Saturday. It looked like both the quarterbacks they ended up using – uh, neither of them were really that dynamic. So uh, the, the polls will all work out, but it's never good to struggle against Arkansas team who hadn't won an SEC game since October of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's what I said. But, and the Florida Gators coming out with 600-plus yards. Uh, you can write a little bit of that off uh, to the fact that they were playing Ole Miss, but you can't write off the fact that uh, – the Cal and Cal connection seem legit when they get down in the red zone. You're going to have to do something with that big tight end uh, as uh, um, Kyle Trask hit uh, Kyle Pitts four times uh, in the end zone. So uh, the Florida Gators sitting at number three up from number five. Alabama sitting at number two and Clemson at number one. That's your AP poll for the top 25, uh, top 10 of the top 25 uh, week five, heading into week five of the college football season. Uh, we'll, we'll dig into that as we go throughout the week. We'll break it down some more. want to encourage you once again, uh, we need to uh, get, get you engaged and involved. If you're wanting to get in your good, bad, and ugly, go ahead and post that on Facebook Live or call us at 205-342-9904. A uh, quick note before we get the break here. Bama Hoops making a little noise on the weekend um, in terms of uh, what happened with uh, the, uh, getting the big commitment. Uh, Bama getting a four-star uh, shooting forward, strong forward, 6'6", uh, 200-pound, Jusain Holt uh, out of St. Francis Day School, in Roswell, Georgia, Alabama's first commitment of the 2021 season. Uh, let's go ahead and get Maggie in. Maggie's on the phone. Maggie, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? First of all, um, what's with, you know, I was reading they were saying last week, a couple weeks ago, they weren't going to have a band, big out, no cheerleaders, no band. And But then when I was watching the game Saturday, everybody had a band. You know, and I was just wondering, do you think they may have the band on the, at, the, at the game? Because, I'm sorry, not playing the Whammer Jammer song at the end of the game, it's just no bueno, <laughs> you know? I don't like that. But I was just yeah, curious I, about that. And Maggie, what about I'm Big sure Al? How are we going to find – is Big Al going to be on the Jumbotron, or what's with him? I, I didn't hear the second part. Let me ask to answer the question about the band, and then I have you repeat the second part of your question. Okay. I do not know if we'll, they'll have the band or not. Um, I don't think that's an SEC rule, banning, banning the band. Um, yeah. I think that was Alabama's decision. Um, so, And I did not notice that you said a lot of teams had bands yeah. uh, th th this past week. Uh, I, I, will, I think, and I heard Greg Burns talk about um, 
the possibility of even more fans down the road based on how things go and testing go. So mm-hmm. back is definitely a possibility uh, in the future. What was the second part of your question? Um, I was just wondering, if they don't have the band, do you think they'll have Big Al on Jumbotron? Because, you know, it's about football without Big Al. Yeah, I think that they'll have – I think you're going to see a lot of this stuff slowly um, coming back uh, in if there's not a spike. I think you're going to see more fans. I think you're going to see the restrictions around uh, cheerleaders and, and yeah. band – uh, and dance lines. I think you're going to see all of that. The only thing I don't know if you'll see will be uh, full flesh tailgating. Well, that, that would probably I wanna, be the thing that. Yeah, that, I mean, I can see, I can see that. What do you think? You think they'll play the Whammer Jammer song on the Jumbo I, Tron? I mean, on the I'm sure without a doubt. Yeah. Yes, I think you'll see Rema Jammer and, you know, uh, I, I think you'll, you know, uh, what is it, Dixieland Delight? Uh, I think yeah. you'll see all of that. It'll it just be done without a, a live band. Uh, you'll, you'll get, I think you'll, I think they will try to create as much of the atmosphere that Alabama has grown accustomed to, uh, as much of the off the field uh, atmosphere. Uh, that that they've created in the past, I think they'll definitely try to do that. Because I mean, Saturday after the game was over, you know, nobody played the Whammer Jammer song, and it, it was just sad. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, you need to, you know what you need to do. You need to start a poll and start uh, get everybody going, uh, Maggie. On uh, if you're on Twitter, tell everybody to send. Uh, Greg Burns a message to make sure that he knows that uh, he he needs to have uh, Rema Jamma playing. Th- thanks mm-hmm. for your call, Maggie. You have a blessed day. Call Thank back you. Bye All right, calling coming back on the other side. We have a couple uh, other callers on the phone. You're welcome to join the conversation on the Taco Casa Hotline at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Remember, we're looking for good, bad. And ugly, what's your good, bad, and ugly? Hey, everybody's opinions matters. Whether we agree or disagree, let us hear from you today. 205-342-9904. Taco Casa, quality, taste, value under the biggest cactus in town. Go check them out for lunch and or dinner, dine-in, drive-through, and carry-out. Taco Casa, 46 years and counting under the biggest cactus in town, quality, taste, and value at six locations in Tuscaloosa, Northport, West Alabama, the better serve you. One up in Birmingham off of Lakeshore Drive as well. Thank you for the Wilkins family. They're as much a part of football Saturdays as the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thanks, Taco Casa, and Roll Tide. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 eastbound at the Skyland exit with emergency crews on the scene. Some slight delays on Skyland between US 82 and 69. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Just three days remaining to save thousands during the month in clearance at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. 
mostly cloudy today. A few showers are likely, mainly this afternoon and tonight with a cold front passing through. The high today, 78. The low tonight, 55. Very cool tomorrow. The sky mostly cloudy with a chance of some scattered light rain. The high at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. And we're taking your good, your bad, and your ugly. We got a few uh, good, bad, and ugly coming in. Um, Curtis Moore II said, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, The ugly, he didn't even give me a good and a bad. He said, the ugly are backups, just saying. Uh, in the second half, talking about the backups in the second half, uh, Curtis Lewis said the good, our first string offense, the bad, our defensive line, the ugly, <laughs> whatever incriminating pictures Golding has of Saban, he is using to keep his job. So Curtis Lewis has not let up on Pete Golding uh, from the offseason. Uh, and he has started week one. He says, Pete Golding has an incriminating picture of Saban. That's why he's keeping his job. Uh, Virgil Williams had the backups were bad uh, on both sides. Look suspect, ugly. Not really sure we had an ugly this week unless I just missed something. We're looking for your good, bad, and ugly. So let's go to Robert on the phone to see what his good, bad, and ugly is. Good morning, Robert. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, man. Uh, well, you're good, bad, and ugly. I mean, it's important us to give two negatives and only one positive every time. I know it's a playoff. Well, great. Well, actually, actually, Robert, Robert, you you don't you can you can go five goods, zero bad. I didn't have a bad. I didn't have an ugly. You don't have to. You don't have to give those other ones if you have all good. Just stick with good. It can be more than one. So it's just that's just what we're looking for is a good, bad, and ugly. You don't have to give all three if you didn't think there was anything ugly that happened. And if you – I have more than one good, I promise you, from that game. I know you do. Oh, no, no, I got to play by the rules. God is strictly to the rules. But no, I understand, buddy. Uh, yeah, of course, the good – I want to say the offense, but, of course, it's uh, uh, Mac Jones. And uh, Jalen Wilds. I mean, those are two uh, great, really. They had two the guys that do great games. And a good, another good, because it was a kicker. Uh, you know, that was a pretty solid kick. Uh, you know, it wasn't super tough, but it was a good, you know, it's you know, it a good, solid kick. Uh, at least we can trust it on that distance. Uh, the bad, uh, you know, is uh, Bryce Young. Uh, you know, all the people thought he'd help me start by game three. <laughs> okay, 
Now you may want to slow the roll down a bit, which you know, we all thought was silly to begin with anyway. Uh, yeah, let's, let's watch the games first, and then well, Mike Jones had an outstanding game, so he's not going to be replaced uh, for the rest of the season. He had to have a total collapse after that. And because the ugly was the second team defense, once again, guys, these garbage touchdowns get seriously old. That you got a team beat, and you just take the foot off the gas every time they think they put you out there. It's come on. What do what you gonna be? What do we have to do? What do you guys got to do? Do you want to ever start? So that was, of course, the ugly. Oh, real quick, you asked about Miami. Is Miami legit? Of course, everything you know. I mean, it depends on what you mean. I think Miami is legit in that if you don't take them seriously, they will beat you. If you yeah. slack up, they can beat you. Now, they're a championship team yet? Maybe, uh, you know, level yet? No, my, no, you can't go there. But, yeah, if, if Clemson don't bring their A game, I think Miami can beat Clemson's B game. I, and I, I would agree. I think offensively they're playing at a an extremely high level. Uh and uh, oh, lastly, you know, former OC from Auburn a couple years back seems to have things rolling there. Uh, and he has a legit quarterback. And like I said, and, you know, in the pros, if you have a quarterback, you're you're just about in any game. And the college game is transitioning to that point as well. If you have a playmaker at the quarterback position with the ability to spread everything out uh, and the way the uh, um, rules are. Then you have a legit, uh, legit opportunity to, to make some plays. Um, when you you talk about Mac Jones, uh, I, I look at Mac Jones, and I said this last season. I mean, uh, at the end of last year and during the off season, I, I, I will not be surprised if Jalen Waddle uh, does not have. And you know, I don't know if he'll have the type of season Amari Cooper had, but. Uh, I will not be surprised if he doesn't like rewrite the average receptions and yardage per game record because of the relationship that he and Mac Jones had. You have to understand those two guys have, were running when he was a freshman. They were running scout team together, uh, and, and you develop chemistry. And you look at look at two of the three games where Judy wasn't in uh, when we played Auburn, right? And, and and then this game, where he's been the first or second option, look at what he's done against Auburn and against Missouri in those two games. And I think that's what you're going to see a lot of that, Robert. Did you get the sense that among everybody, ESPN, all the, and, of course, uh, SEC Network, did you get the sense from all of them that finally college football has started? Really, finally <laughs> football has started. When when the SEC started playing, did you? I mean, I got that sense watching games Saturday. Absolutely, it felt like this was opening weekend, even though other conferences have been playing. And that's not being arrogant. It just it did have a different feel uh, this weekend, and maybe because I was more engaged. I don't know, Uh, but it seemed like the announcers and everyone else were were more engaged as well. Uh oh, absolutely. Because you know you you're watching uh, you're watching the cream of the crop. I mean, there's no question about it. You're watching absolutely. the cream of the crop of college football. And so yeah, even at least the people that got glanced a bit of the ESPN without the, them going to college game, they going to the, the campuses and whatnot. It's just unwatchable. Uh, the, yes. the atmosphere is just I mean, it's just dead. I, I can't hang with it very long. So I mean, I watched a bunch of other stuff before the pregame before the game started. 
I didn't I didn't hang with any ESPN. I mean, SEC Network I hung a little longer, but you know, the ESPN game days without them going on campuses, it's just I mean, it's dead. It's not worth watching right now. It's it's a whole lot of talking heads. Hey, you got you got a score prediction? Or are you gonna call back later for that? Oh, for which game? Texas A and M. Oh, uh, but after watching mine this weekend, uh, I'm not okay. I'm not really impressed. I'm speaking about <laughs> close to about the same, about 30, 38 to twenty. Same same as this game. Oh, what thirty twenty? Thirty thirty eight twenty. Yeah. And what's uh, Jalen Wallow's total yards? Oh, Jalen Wallow. <laughs> total pass, uh, kick, punt return. True. I'm going to go 170. One what? 170. All right. Got you down. Thanks, Robert. Have a good one, man. Talk to you later this week. All right. Up next, we have uh, John in Lake Martin. You're on with the Martin Houston Show. What's what's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. And you? I'm doing great. And, boy, I tell you, I sure enjoyed the gentleman's call before me. Uh, he hit on, uh, I, I thought he hit on all the, the good points, and as well as I agree with him, uh, um, the garbage touchdowns at the end of the game, uh, my goodness, I mean, what that does to the national perception of the Crimson Tide, you know, we know better, <clears throat> but yet yeah, that does, but uh, I agree with him on that. I also was glad to see that Nothing against uh, any of the other players, but I was so glad to see. I think Mac Jones pretty much established this as being his team. Well, when you have not heard Nick Saban have to say anything all summer, all camp, when there was a supposedly a QB battle uh, that we're looking for one of the guys to win the team <clears throat> over, uh, that tell you that one of the guys has won the team over. And if Mac Jones had not won the team over – uh, a couple right. of the licks he took standing in the pocket when he was delivering strikes uh, to receivers. Uh, when they go back and watch film uh, as an offensive team and the defense saw it live, they will absolutely get behind this guy. I think Mac Jones uh, showed himself to be a very, very capable quarterback with a big-time arm and big-time accuracy. I was so glad to see that because you are right. He did he establish that quite well. I wanted your thoughts on um, the problem that I had with last year was the the poor tackling. Uh, I didn't come away from this game with much uh, either way. Did you notice any improvement in the tackling? Uh, I, I did. Th- I thought they tackled better uh, early in the game. You have to understand. Sometimes tackling is is a a, a process of of the other team as well. Um, uh, so overall, I was not disappointed with the first group's tackling, uh, the yes. first team's tackling. Uh, I think their running back ran hard. Uh, I think, um, that what's his name did a good job, uh, drink in terms of, of the running game and creating some angles and, and some tough plays to, to make tackles on. So some of the, the tackling was them. I think our second group exemplified a lot of what we were worried about from last year. Uh, just not a lot of good tackling. And I, I, I overall, from what I saw around the country, uh, John, I thought our tackling was, was pretty good. You, a lot of teams, 
struggled with tackling this past weekend or, or the past three, four weeks. And I think yeah. it's because they just have not been able to hit in camp as a whole. Uh, and, and so I, I'm not going to be surprised that tackling isn't a problem for several weeks for the majority of the teams. But I thought overall Alabama's first group tackled pretty good. Do you have a score Make- for me? Uh, you know what? I'll call back in with that one question. I'll hang up and listen to you. Um, what did you think of Mississippi State? Uh, was it Mississippi State or was it LSU? And and I'd be glad to hear your comments because Mississippi yes. State to me looked tough offensively. Yes, it was both. And and one of the things I th- I think that the Pirate shows his offensive ingenuity, but I would also say that. Uh, part of it was losing uh, your starting corner, who's possibly uh, the best cornerback in the country in Stingley, being in the hospital. It was a perfect storm for Mississippi State. Don't get me wrong. He had 623 passing yards. John. Wow. So uh, I don't know that Stingley would have been able to uh, replace uh, and stop that. But it's totally, definitely a totally different game. Uh, in the sense of uh, you lose your best corner and now you're shuffling and you got guys out of position and and all of that and you don't have a and, and teach that the way but I, I think LSU has an uphill battle we talked about it all off season uh, that they were losing a lot and it just shows you what Nick Saban has done here in Tuscaloosa how impressive it is with his ability to uh, versus rebuild. So uh, I, I would say it was a little bit of both. Uh, you can't – I'm not going to take anything away from a quarterback that throws for 600-plus yards uh, in one game. Uh, one guy wouldn't have made a total difference, but I think it would have been a little bit different game. Thank you. God bless you all. Have a good day, Martin. Thanks, John. Uh, coming back on the other side, we will continue this conversation. We're looking for your good, bad, and ugly Joe and I'll give you our good, bad, and ugly. We're also looking for your players of the game. Who's your players of the game? Have not got those this morning? Make sure you post them on Facebook or call us at 205-342-9904. Alabama 1, Alabama 1. Three for one, you can get $199 low interest rates. You can get up to $250 uh, in cash as well as 60 days. No pay on refis of boats, RVs. Uh, motorcycles, uh, vehicle loans, all of those and more. You can go online to alabama1.org and apply, or you can visit our branch locations that have the lobbies open. And, hey, don't forget, you can buy it, finance it through us, and then we'll insure it for you through Alabama One Insurance. Alabama1.org, Alabama One, one together. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 eastbound at the Skyland exit with emergency crews on the scene. Some slight delays on Skyland between US 82 and 69. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Just three days remaining to save thousands during the month in clearance at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. 
Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Looking for your players of game, your good, bad, and ugly. We uh, are up and Adam and looking for you to engage. So uh, got some conversation going on on Facebook regarding the uh, players of the game as well as the good, bad, and ugly. Little conversation going on between Curtis Lewis and Curtis Moore II uh, regarding Pete Golden. Curtis Moore not agreeing with Curtis Lewis, who earlier gave – uh, the bat to the defensive line and also gave uh, the ugly to saying Pete Golden has pictures of Nick Saban, uh, some incriminating pictures against Nick Saban must be the reason he holds on to his job. Uh, and, of course, Curtis Moore disagreeing with that assessment of um, the defensive coordinator thinking that he's doing a good job. Curtis, I, Curtis Moore's a second saying, I disagree with you, brother Curtis, regarding Pete Golden. I think it was more of an on-the-field thing, not Pete Golden. Everything worked for Pete Golden in the first half with the starters, same D.C. calling the plays with the second string in the second half. What's the difference, I'm just saying? And Curtis Lewis responding with, you must not – uh, been watching the same game defense 
sets were static, sacks and hurries minimal at best. Poor tackling was horrible, busted assignments, poor schemes, pressure packages disappearing throughout the game. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Joe, what's your thoughts and assessment uh, of the defense? Uh, agree with Curtis Lewis or Curtis Moore on that one? No, I think the defense played good. I mean, people think that if you give up more than three points, your defense played bad. But you 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 lose a, a you, you lose a running back on a wheel route on a freshman, Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders lost him basically, uh, and and so. Plays like that's going to happen. So that there's your first touchdown, and then you've got the, all the backups in against basically most of the Missouri starters. And yeah, you give up a touchdown on the last play. And does it stink to give up a touchdown on the last play? Yes, it does. But defensively, we were in control of that game pretty much all throughout until Coach Saban and, and Pete Golding uh, started rotating in bodies and getting getting more experience. And that sort of thing's going to happen when you're rotate when you're when you're trying to develop depth. Yeah. Totally agree in terms of the the late touchdowns. Um, It was on the the first touchdown. uh, I'm like you. I'm not sure if Drew thought that Dylan was getting him and Dylan thought Drew was getting him, but neither one covered the back. Back out of the backfield. Well, Saban said in his, post, in his post game that uh, that it was a freshman, is what he said. We got a freshman in there, lost a wheel route. Well, two and two together is Drew Sanders. Yeah, Yeah, and so. Uh, and, and Dylan, I mean, not Dylan, but, uh, it, 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 it's, you know, he looked at him, uh, run by him and, 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 uh, like I said, he may have thought that Dylan was going to pick him up, but either way that happens. That's the purpose. You know, that's the purpose of a wheel route is, is, is to create, uh, a guy that gets lost in the fray and, and it worked, but it was late in the game, uh, I, you know, I, I saw some good things from a from a good standpoint. From what I saw from defense, uh, I saw us blitzing. Uh, I saw when we sent our inside linebackers, they had no answer, um, especially early in the game when I saw Dylan Moses and both Christian Harris uh, getting into the backfield, sacking the quarterback and disrupting it. Um, I'm not as, as down on the defense as Curtis Lewis uh, is in terms of everything out there. Uh, I think we did early in the game. We, we did have sometimes we were a little base, but I think that's because we didn't know what their offense was going to be. I think you you go in into a game like that anticipating and thinking, hey, they're going to probably run what they ran before. But, you know, uh, Drinkwitz is known for taking his offense, Joe, and making it match the talent that he has. So uh, before we get any deeper into that conversation, uh, let's get to uh, Pat. Uh, Pat, uh, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Good. Good morning, Martin. First off, uh, a congratulations uh, to the uh, running back coach who's still undefeated in his debut as a high school coach. And uh, I'm, I'm impressed. My question is, is that quarterback from over there legit? Tanner uh, from Gordo? Yes, sir. Yeah, I I don't know uh, that he's ready for big-time ball, but he doesn't have to be as in a a junior. Uh, But I think he has some underlying ability. I don't think that he'll be a guy that'll go to uh, the Alabama uh, or the Auburns of the world, but I think he'll be a legit D1 quarterback somewhere. And and plus, but you have to also remember, the kid still has the, you know, he's still young. He still has a full, complete season to grow and mature. 
but he's definitely the best quarterback we've faced so far. Uh, okay. That's what I wanted to know was the best one y'all seen. Uh, but my uh, first off, I want to apologize to Mac the Knife. Uh, public apology. Uh, I won't talk about you no more. Uh, and that uh, hey, he looked good, Martin. That uh, and he Mac, did. And uh, Mac Jones is a legit. Now he's he's different than. Then what you're seeing in a lot of places, he's not a dual threat guy. Uh, but uh, as far as being able to, you know, play off of what. Hello. And stand in the pocket and if that yeah. line can protect him, he can he can drop it in on a dime. Yes. And uh, that, uh, I'm glad that I wasn't a lay preacher at the Harvest Church having to preach for you because it would have been hard for me not to thank the good Lord for not making us LSU fans. That, uh, <laughs> I mean, how hard is that going to be being an LSU fan this year? Oh, my goodness. That, well, uh, you know, but, as bad as it was, as bad as it was, I, I won't jump. I mean, if I was an LSU fan, I wouldn't necessarily jump off the bandwagon completely. Um, I, I don't know what they thought was realistic when you have what when you lose what they lost uh, is you know what's a realistic record? Yeah, this but year? but look, hey, Coach Saban when he when he fired all of his coaches, what was about seven eight years ago? Hey, whether they left, whether they were fired, whether they moved on to pursue other interests, he lost probably eighty percent of his staff, and he did not look like that. Hey, but let me ask you this, Pat. That was only three years ago. And since Nick Saban exactly. has made that decision, how many championships has he won? Well, hey, hey we're working on it, buddy. We're working on it. It's a process. Yeah, but, but my point behind it is um, he, 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 the standard for Nick Saban is championships, right? And so when he got rid of all his coaches uh, since that time – yeah, we're building back up, but it's still been a process. Well, that's what makes Nick Saban. Nick Saban is his ability to reload. And, you know, LSU, Orgeron, this is his first rodeo of having to, to rebuild. Uh, what did we do the year after we won our first national championship? I understand. We went 10-3, and three, right? And, and, and wouldn't most people say that that 10 and three team was possibly Nick Saban's first or second most talented team? Oh, yeah. We just said it was, so, it was some issues here and there. Hey, so but I got a, re- that, I got a good is, is Bryce Young before I go. Hey, go ahead. My, okay, my Bryce Young good was went on the bad snap from center when he continued to make the play. That was an incredible, incredible throw. Do you not agree? I would say that that one play let me know that that kid has some moxie in him, and he's going to be he's going to be a okay uh, for the Crimson Tide. Yes, we're going to be special. I anyway. Hey, right. y'all have y'all Thanks, have man. a good one. Hey, keep rolling uh, uh, with Northridge Jaguars and a undefeated uh, running back coach. All right, have a blessed day. Have, have a, let's get to Ellis before we get to break here. Ellis, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, I like that gray beard there, Martin. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, that's good. That just, that just gives you more character. 
I'm trying to get some more of that. <laughs> I've got it too, so don't feel alone. Uh, Matt Jones, you know, uh, to my uh, Pat, I couldn't believe it. Pat gave him uh, a good kudos. Kudos to Pat there for giving him a good shout out. But uh, yeah, uh, I wanted the uh, the good is uh, uh, the offense and uh, and the defensive line and the defensive players. The bad was. Uh, in the second half, when we started rotating uh, players, and uh, that made a change, you know, then. And uh, the ugly was the penalties we got. What's up with that? False starts? It wasn't that that, loud. Did you think it was that loud? No, it it wasn't. But uh, sometimes with that false start, sometimes it can come from fatigue. Sometimes I couldn't. I don't know if if we were doing a silent count um, when when we got those or not. Um, and if we were not doing a silent count, then actually, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you can hear those defensive linemen uh, a lot clearer when there's nobody in the stand. So they could have been making noise uh, if we were going on a clap. I, like I said, I don't remember. I remember us getting them, but I don't remember what we were doing and remember a lot of these teams go with claps now and it's a lot easier for somebody on the defense to clap and the official miss it and think it's the quarterback which causes the guys to jump off as well so uh, penalties can be cleaned up um anytime you win you want to have something to work on and that'll give nick saban something to work on ella do you have a prediction for me today you're going to call back with that uh, I would call back with that, but uh, the uh, Dylan, Dylan, uh, Moses is the uh, defensive player of the game, I think. I would, they would I hold would. it, play good, but I think, you know, and then uh, offensive, you got to give it to Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I would, yeah, Virgil Williams, his players of the game was a tie between Mac Jones and Jalen Waddle, but you can't argue. Uh, with those two, that catch he made in the middle of the field uh, was unbelievable. Ooh. And of course, I could not believe they called his touchdown back. Uh, of course, Najee is okay with that because he gave Najee three touchdowns as well. And Najee Harris did not have a bad game either uh, with three touchdowns, 98 yards rushing, and just a half worth of work. So, um, uh, a lot of good things on the offensive side of the ball. Thanks, Ellis. We'll catch up with you next week. I mean, I'll call in this week and and give my uh, prediction. That'll work. All right, come back on the other side. We'll put the finishing touches on this edition of the Martin Houston Show. We'll get to Tom, and then we'll give you our good, bad, and ugly players of the game. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 eastbound at the Skyland exit with emergency crews on the scene. Some slight delays on Skyland between US 82 and 69. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Just three days remaining to save thousands during the month in clearance at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread.
Good morning. High schools of the Tuscaloosa City School System resume in-person instruction today. It comes a week after elementary and middle school students did. A new COVID-19 tracker shows 13 students have tested positive for coronavirus so far. Eight are considered currently active cases. 115 of the system's nearly 11,000 students are currently quarantined or in isolation. In Alabama, one of 21 states that has seen a jump in COVID-19 cases in recent days, up by 10%. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, Martin, you're hot in three, two, one. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. We have our week one score prediction winner, uh, C.J. Watson. Congratulations to C.J. Watson as he wins week one. C.J., you know how to reach out to me. Contact me, uh, and we'll settle up on your swag uh, from the Martin Houston show. Uh, So just reach out to me, and I will get that to you. You can be a winner this week as well. Uh, All we need is your scores from uh, Texas A&M, what you think it's going to be. And we're going to have Jalen Waddle total yards uh, to get that done as far as the tiebreaker. Let's get to Tom. Tom, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Morning, Martin. How are you? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I'm going to go back to something that uh, Coach Saban brought out early uh, last week and, uh, and Mac Jones brought out as well. Uh, Missouri was a much better team than I anticipated to be. I, I, and I think offensively they were actually better, which in translation means that our defense actually played a little better uh, than than maybe look at, especially early on. They were excited playing high and a high level. So I, I agree. I think this Missouri team was a little better. Uh, Their front seven on defense wasn't bad at all. Uh, They were a little bit undersized, but uh, uh, they were aggressive and uh, they never gave up. And uh, I was actually, uh, with everything that's gone on at Missouri, I was impressed with the team they put on the field. Well, I can tell you this. I was impressed with that as well as I think the SEC got better uh, this year in coaching um, from, you know, 
Ole Miss to Mississippi State to Missouri. Uh, those three teams definitely improved. And Sam Pittman uh, showed a lot of tenacity in the first half, at least, against uh, uh, Georgia. So, uh, yeah, overall, I think, I think they, the SEC he's gonna, got He's going to be a handle. Anyway, that was my, my take on the game. Thanks, Martin. Thank you, sir. All right, Joe, what's your good, bad, and ugly? Uh, we'll say the good was – well, I'll stick it all really the, – the good was the defense in the, in the first little bit, the starting defensive unit. Uh, right. The bad to me was uh, kind of the slack off towards the end, just a little bit, uh, but that's to be expected. And the ugly yeah. to me was the play of the second-string offensive line. Uh, Trey Sanders really didn't uh, have any room to work, and I felt like Bryce was under a lot more pressure than Mac was late in the game. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I almost put Trey Sanders at ugly, but I put him as bad. I thought his performance was ugly, but uh, uh, some of that was on the offensive line. But I also think he ran tentative. He 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 he. It was, you could tell it's been a little while uh, since he's been out there. Uh, so he was he was one of my bad, but not from a standpoint of I think the kid's gonna be bad, Joe. I just think he was a little tentative. Uh, things happen a little faster, and he didn't get what he's gotten all all camp. You know what I mean? Where he's had protection, so it, it kind of slowed him down a little bit. Uh, my ugly was the second D, uh, and specifically the wheel route uh, and the, the the late touchdown on the last play. Uh, good play by them, but bad defense by us. My good was uh, Mac Mac Jones, of course, and uh, Jalen Waddle. Devontae Smith, just the offensive skill position as a whole, I thought they played really well. Uh, the passing game looks good. But from a defensive standpoint, I, it was good to see that we felt comfortable enough to, to blitz our linebackers. Uh, and I think Will Anderson is legit. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, we're going to talk more about this kid. I didn't even know who LeBron Ray was. Did you? I mean, he had Because he changed his number? Huh? Because he changed his number. I mean, just looking at his body type, I thought a lot of these guys. I was like, "Is that LeBron Ray?" Uh, I mean, did did LeBron Ray look like an outside linebacker and not a defensive tackle? Uh, and it had nothing to do with the number. Some people were like it's just a number. I was like, "No, that guy has worked really hard since the last time we saw him out on the football field and got into really good shape." But I thought all of them overall. I thought the team itself. Uh, would be a good I, I thought you could tell uh, the addition of Dr. Ray and Baloo so uh, we got a lot more to get to we'll get to the game on tomorrow we have DC DC Capstone Report on tomorrow and we'll be breaking down Texas Texas NM and we'll also take a jaunt around the SEC this week congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide moving to 1-0 and, oh, and also congratulations to the Northridge Jaguars 6-0 in high school football taking on in-town region foe Hillcrest this Friday. You don't want to miss it. That's the game of the week right here, and we'll talk about that as well as Alabama Crimson Top more this week. I'm Martin Houston. That's Joe Gaither. Thank you for being a part of the program. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Roll time. Thank you.